Welcome, my flourishing friends, to episode number 44. In today's episode, we are going to talk about how to beat the holiday blues. We know that Christmas and the holiday season can bring lots of joy, but it can also come with real sadness. And this year, with many of us under COVID-19 pandemic restrictions, it can be even more difficult than usual. So I've got a bunch of lovely approaches to beating the blues and finding a more sustainable approach along the way. It's good stuff. Let's dive in. I'm Christina Hunter, and you are listening to the Live Well Green podcast, all about sustainable well-being and green living. We explore how to do what is good for the planet and for ourselves in order to truly flourish. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to give a shout out to a listener who took the time to submit a review of the podcast. Thank you. It means so much to me because those reviews lead to more and more people seeing the podcast and having this information available to them. Today, a quick shout out and thank you to Little Dirksen Co. who writes, Two green thumbs up. The Live Well Green podcast is put together very thoughtfully, eloquently, and supported by research, full of practical scientific knowledge and lived experience. Christina communicates ways to live better for yourself and the environment. The episodes are current and focus on a multitude of topics from green building to mental health and wellness to toxins in everyday products. You can tell Christina cares for the content she releases and her listeners. Curating weekly topics in such a professional way is no easy task. Well done, Christina. It's an endeavor you should be proud of. Wow. Thank you so much, little Dirksen Co. I really appreciate that. Now, the question that we're dealing with today is how to beat the holiday blues. We know that December can be a joy-filled time of the year when we get to celebrate holidays with family and friends and create special occasions and special food and follow our family and cultural traditions. But it can also be a really difficult time of the year for many people, especially if your family realities don't meet the expected norms, or you feel the stress of all the extra chores, and there also might be financial stress at play, and we can even just feel a letdown after having a lovely time. And the whole season can just leave us feeling pretty empty. Now, with COVID-19 and the restrictions that many of us are under, we can't even do many of our regular activities. And there are some places like mine in the world where we can't do our regular family gatherings or our regular holiday traditions due to wanting to keep everyone safe. So it's an added difficulty at this time. So how can we deal with this and beat some of these blues? Well, normally, people would often try to just get away from it all. 
especially people in cold climates like where I live, often people go to warm, faraway beaches in order to de-stress and get away from the holiday rush and from the winter in general. But now with COVID, that's not possible either for many of us. In a uh, really great CBC documentary that came out a number of years ago called Life Below Zero, it was looking at the fact that an increasing number of Canadians are taking winter vacations to warm destinations in attempt to get away from winter. And indeed, there are many people who live the snowbird life where during the winter months, they will spend their time down in the southern United States enjoying the warm weather. And it's an increasing discussion among Northerners to dislike and feel that we need to get away from the cold or just get through our winter season. And indeed, I used to feel this way too, mostly in my 20s, when I really doubted if I would continue to live in this cold climate. But in the end, I bought a really good winter parka and realized the truth of the saying that there is no bad weather, only inappropriate clothing. Thank you, Ranul Finnis. But it's, it's not always this way. And it's certainly not this way elsewhere in the world. Many other places actually really embrace winter. And indeed, here in Canada, we also have many beautiful traditions that embrace winter as well. But we see this especially in Russia and Nordic Europe, where people really embrace the idea of being hardy folks that thrive in cold climates. And they do all kinds of activities like polar bear swims, which means chopping a hole in the frozen lake in order to take an ice cold dip, usually on New Year's Day. And uh, we also hold outdoor festivals in my city in Winnipeg. We have a wonderful festival called Festival de Voyageur, celebrating the Voyageur and Métis history of this place, where we have tents filled with music and we eat hearty stew and bannock and even heated up maple syrup that's cooled in the snow and then rolled onto a stick as a candy. And there are snow sculpting competitions, and you can walk up to the outdoor bar made of snow and order a drink that will be served to you in a cup made of ice. <laughs> and uh, in Quebec, I know there's a famous ice hotel that I still dream of going to. But even when I was a little girl in Girl Guides, we learned how to build outdoor snow shelters called Quincy's, and we slept very comfortably in them, even in the depths of winter. So there is still a strong tradition of enjoying winter, but it's been eroded. But at the core, this is actually an act of sustainability to simply love where you are and embrace what you have, not to long to be elsewhere with others or doing other things. This is really about embracing the idea of being content with who you are and where you are. Remember Sinead O'Connor's famous lyrics, I do not want what I haven't got. So regardless of if the weather where you are is icy cold or searingly hot, if you cannot be together with your family and friends, or if you have to tolerate some family members that you don't see eye to eye with, is there a way that we can build more contentment and find enjoyment with what we do have? This idea of inner contentment is one of the foundations of happiness, actually. So it's no surprise 
that year after year, the Danes rank among the top three happiest people in the world, according to the Global Happiness Index. They embrace this concept called Hygge, which is spelt H-Y-G-G-E. And it's all about fostering feelings of comfort and contentment in our daily living. According to Merriam-Webster, Hygge is defined as a quality of coziness that makes a person feel content and comfortable. It's also often used as an adjective, meaning cozy or comfortable. In The Little Book of Hygge, The Danish Way to Live Well, written by Meek Viking in 2016, it was a huge hit and he gives us his favorite definition of Hygge, which is simply cocoa by candlelight. So there are lots of ways to express Hygge, everything from fashion to home decor to images of fireplaces and cozy blankets and wool socks. At the core of the concept of Hygge, it is about being content with where you are, enjoying your place and the people that you are with, even if that's just yourself. So this is all about enjoying where you are and your own company, that there's no need to travel or get away. We can simply de-stress at home on a daily basis. There's no need to escape the cold weather or even the hot weather for that matter. We can learn to embrace where we are. So Hygge is about feeling casual and getting close to nature and enjoying the small pleasures of life. Certainly food and beverages are among those. And Hygge foods for the cold climate involve things like Glühwein from my German background. It's also called Glug in Danish or Maldwein, as well as something like a hearty stew and homemade bread. But in a warm climate, we would think about relaxing in the shade on a blanket, sipping homemade cold tea, eating fruit and biscuits. And in either case, we would enjoy doing some cooking over a fire outdoors, but just living in the moment and remembering that the best things in life are free. As written by Meek Viking in The Little Book of Hygge, and I quote, Hygge is humble and slow. It is choosing rustic over new, simple over posh, and ambience over excitement. In many ways, Hygge might be the Danish cousin to slow and simple living. It is wearing your pajamas and watching Lord of the Rings the day before Christmas. It is sitting in your window watching the weather while sipping your favorite tea. And it is looking into the bonfire on summer solstice, surrounded by your friends and family, while your twist bread slowly bakes. Simplicity and modesty are central to Hygge. While Hygge is about the familiar and comforting tastes, smells, and sights, it's also about feeling safe, feeling truly comfortable and secure. And we know that security is one of our most basic needs, along with food and water and sleep. And during this time of the pandemic, being separated from our loved ones, from our family and friends can be extremely difficult. So it's really all the more important for us to try to cultivate a feeling of security and comfort where we are. Even if that means staying in and being separate, we can know that we're in this together 
and reaching out to others, connecting in the ways that we can, bringing light and love to them and to ourselves, perhaps with a simple text message to a friend or even a throwback retro phone call. Those are great ways to think about finding ways to connect even if we can't be together physically. So, what are the ingredients for a very hygge holiday season? Well, we want to build a feeling of contentment and comfort wherever you are and whomever you're with. So first off, let's think about clothing. This means wearing something comfortable and casual. If we're in the cold climate, we're talking about wool socks, not the itchy kind. We're talking the hand-knit and colorful, nice and snuggly ones. That's what we're looking for. If we're talking about beverages, we want to think about our favorite tea or hot cocoa or maybe Glühwein or hot apple cider or a cold beverage if that suits you better. And then let's not forget the everyday pleasure and comfort of food. We're talking something slow and easy, but don't forget the treats too. We're including baking and my favorite high quality fair trade chocolate. I love the dark chocolate with sea salt. And we want to create a cozy and comfortable setting for ourselves. So maybe you can snuggle up beside a high efficiency fireplace or pile on the blankets or maybe light a soy based candle or two. And how about some music? I highly recommend vinyl if you can. It means you need to engage with that music every 15 to 20 minutes to flip the record over or to put on a new one. I love that part of it. And then we want to think about our view through the window. Can we have a view of nature or Christmas lights or simply the weather going on around us? When we think about activities and hygge, we definitely want to be thinking about doing things in the outdoors, out in nature, but in a really casual, relaxed, and fun way. There's no competition here. We're just moving around and having fun for the joy of it. We're experiencing nature, either in silence or running about with little kids. Either is fine. As long as you're living in the moment and being truly present, smelling the fresh air, listening for the bird sounds, and feeling the earth underneath your feet, that's what we're looking for, truly being present. When we get indoors after some fun time outside, we might want to huddle up to some board games or your favorite card game. Uh, We love cribbage here in our house. Maybe put on a favorite movie or TV show, or just look through some photo albums, or read through old letters and cards if they bring you joy. And then think about writing down in vivid detail what you're grateful for. A gratitude practice has been shown to increase happiness. And I encourage you to go back to the bonus episode number one, where I go through a bunch of ideas on the sustainable well-being during the COVID-19 pandemic. So have a look at that. And for even more ideas, you can download my resource, 101 Ways to Flourish during social distancing. They are also really good and are there to inspire you. So that is the answer to how to beat the holiday blues. The key messages I would love for you to take away from today's episode are to, first of all, 
embrace where you are and who you are with, no matter what circumstances you find yourself in. And secondly, we should try to foster a sense of contentment, to feel happy with what we have, even in the COVID-imposed restrictions. Third, let's embrace the cold and take examples from others. Buy a good parka and get outdoors in a safe and prepared way. Create some fun for whatever climate you're in. And we should also think about embracing wherever you are with the Danish concept of hygge. This is all about cozy contentment. And this means snuggling up by a fireplace with a good book, or perhaps a board game, maybe having your good friend on Skype or Zoom, and treating yourself to some holiday baking, and maybe some mulled wine or cider, and really enjoying what you do have, and being present with it, and getting out into nature if possible. And all of this really involves living well, while living more sustainably, a richer life that is less focused on material goods, but focuses more on depth of experiences and living in the moment and truly being present, feeling gratitude for the many small pleasures around us each day. And that truly is sustainable. And so I think that there is a way through this by embracing Hygge and embracing the climate and where we are and what we have. Let me leave you with one final quote today. It's actually one that appears at the end of the little book of Hygge, but it's a quote from Benjamin Franklin who said, happiness consists more in small conveniences or pleasures that occur every day than in great pieces of good fortune that happen but seldom. End of quote. Now, go and create some small pleasures for yourself and those you love. That's all for now. If you are interested in exploring these issues further, please head on over to my website. It is christinahunterflourishing.com. That's Christina with a K. There you'll find all sorts of free downloadable resources, including my Sustainable Wellbeing Starter Kit and the Green Home Guide. While you're there, sign up for my newsletter. It comes out once a week and is full of resources and inspiration and news from the flourishing community. If you are looking for a great way to send a gift to a friend with cancer, check out the unexpectedgiftbox.com. We send out curated gifts to those going through cancer to help them with the emotional and symptoms associated with cancer. And finally, if you like what you are hearing, please leave me a review wherever you get your podcasts. I can't wait to talk to you again. Until then, live well green, my flourishing friends. Bye for now.